2: Bad, bad girl. Hey, is buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron oh, Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. 10 kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads, what an adorable
1: Hello everybody, happy Friday to you. December 9th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll You're on Radio, 96.1 FM, 14:50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, all here on your Friday morning, getting you ready to get your weekend started. We appreciate you listening along. Nick Roush, how are you doing this morning?
2: I'm uh, I'm doing well. Doing well. I uh I had one of those weird like I, just as I'm starting to lay down to go to bed, I started coughing pretty much uncontrollably for about 30 minutes. So that was no fun. But we got it under control. Now we got a good, solid night's sleep. Uh, the boys slept good. So ready to rock and roll on this Friday.
1: Well, good. Happy to happy to hear that. Scoots, how you doing this morning?
0: Uh, I'm still trying to wake up. I, I ended up watching that whole Raiders Rams game last night, which I'm not really sure why, but. I didn't really have
2: payoff though.
0: I, I didn't even have a bet on it. I mean, I guess I had a few fantasy implications, but I, I'm not sure why I I stayed up for the game. But overall, I'm great. I got a haircut yesterday, so I'm feeling good, ready to go. Come today. on, come on.
1: That's great. Happy yeah. happy to hear it. Uh, I had one of those nights where I went to bed super early, just like unintentionally found myself asleep probably around 9:30 ish or something like that, and then no joke, probably woke up. Every hour, like just once an hour, woke up one of those nights where it's just like I woke up. I was one time I was just I was sweating. Don't don't really know why we keep our house pretty warm for the baby. But like I was just super hot. Then woke up another time to 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 go. Number one, it was just every I could never get like more than two hours of sleep. So one of the worst night sleeps I've had in a while at no cost to the baby, which is the weirdest thing at all. It's not like she was crying or needed attention or anything like that. It was personally just me not being able to uh, to stay asleep. But
2: sounds like a you problem.
1: It is. It's totally a me mm-hmm. problem. And it's and, and I'm gonna be the one that's dealing with it. Well, but and the good you- news is when you fell asleep so early to begin with, I probably did get enough hours of sleep. But it's also, it was just a bad night. You'd wake up, and you're like, all right, now it's time to get up. Now it's probably time to do radio. You'd look at the clock, and it was 4 o'clock. And then, like, okay, well, I need to try to go back to sleep. I can't really burn seven hours right now. Or seven hours, three hours to get to 7 o'clock. Then fall back asleep, wake up. All right, now it's probably time to wake up. Nope, 5 o'clock. Uh, you got two more hours, buddy. Go back to sleep. So not the best night that I've ever had in my life. But that's all right. It's the weekend. I'm excited to be doing radio with two friends, and there is a lot to talk about on today's show. For UK being in their, you know, once-a-week basketball schedule, this week has been as loaded as we've had maybe in Kentucky roll call history. It's just been every day there's been more stuff to talk about, and today is no exception. So we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it in, we read it on the air, and Roush, no better way to get your weekend started than a trip into one of Louisville's 13,462 Thorntons.
2: There's so many Thorntons uh, on every corner, some might say. Very convenient, uh, and they're simply the best. They've got uh, delicious hot coffee uh, for your morning. It's a Friday, too. Just go ahead and treat yourself. Get yourself an extra donut, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's Start the weekend with a bang. Download that Refreshing Rewards app and pop on into a Thorntons today.
0: Speaking of yeah, start your yeah. weekend on a bang, you can actually get bangs at Thorntons as well. And I have, I'll have you guys know, I went to a Thorntons yesterday yesterday. Old buddy in a big old truck pulls up beside me, walks into the store leaving his truck running. I just smiled inside.
1: <laughs> you didn't yeah. take a picture of it or a video?
0: I did. oh, I should have taken a video, yeah. Or I should have just Otherwise, people or, have, or I should people, have just stole his truck.
1: Not, <laughs> you could have stole his truck too. That would have been all the evidence you needed. Uh, otherwise people may not believe you scoots of course i do i don't think you're you're a liar and you're always honest with this radio show you'd be sure to let us know it. absolutely
0: although i didn't i didn't put the disclaimer out so maybe i wasn't being
2: honest exactly <laughs> watch out folks watch out uh roush the, uh, yeah,
1: uh, yeah.
2: I, I will say scoots in hindsight i feel like i've definitely seen trucks pull that move before but they're diesel, usually, so I, that's why I forgive them. Because it's just like, oh, well, they've got to keep the diesel running, right? That's true, yeah.
0: But this but one they, was gas, gas diesel, last night, so.
2: that how mm. diesel works? Yeah, like, uh, diesel feels better than it used to be, but back in the day, you would have to have, like, diesel warmers. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you had a diesel car, you had to have, like, some sort of warmer thing to make sure it didn't turn into jelly in your tank in, during the cold months. Diesel's very weird.
1: Huh, you, you could be making that up 1,000%, and I'd have no idea if it was true or not. I'd never heard that in my life, but interesting. Well, that's why Scoots leaves this car running, for his diesel.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, to keep the diesel in <laughs> that Hyundai, the this tiny little Hyundai, uh, warm.
1: Well, Roush, I remember back when we were just wee kids at the University of Kentucky taking Journalism 101, Buck Ryan, who I wasn't the biggest fan of, but everybody took him, everybody had him. And I remember one lesson from that class, besides mm-hmm. getting to dress up for Halloween and get bonus points. Uh, Wait, that was back. part of the, really? Yeah. yeah, that's freshman in college.
2: Shout out Buck for, nope. I mean, yeah, it's nope. like high school move. Like,
1: what? Oh yeah, big time. And then like, people. That which is in- totally Buck people just took it a bunch of different ways. Like some people just like put on like a football helmet, but like with their normal clothes and they are like, I'm a football player. And then there was like sexy bunnies and mice and stuff too. So Buck was all over the place with that one. But one lesson I remember him telling you as a journalist, uh, besides be the first one there, the last to leave, blah, 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 stuff nobody listens to was don't, don't make yourself part of the story. And here mm-hmm. I am watching the Jeff Brom Press conference introduction press conference and not only do I see Nick Roush dead smack in the middle of my frame, you also thought appropriate to just cuss in front of millions of Americans.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you know, they, they they wanted the show, so I gave it to. them.
1: I love that you thought like you were the person blocking the camera angle, not the not the thirteen or probably thirty rows of people standing <laughs> in front of you. Yeah. Nick, Nick Roush's big head was the reason that they couldn't get the good shot. Well, that was hilarious. that was really, really funny, especially just to see it in real time.
2: Yeah, and because and <laughs> it was it was just straight live TV. And that was the thing, is um it was it was I don't want to say it was kind of a bizarre setup where they didn't have like stanchions for the TV crews in the back. And you know, I i didn't want to like I was playing this like church, right? Like you, you sit in the back, um, and then kind of creep up later on. I, I wanted to get a question in, but we'll get in later with that. But, uh, you know, I, I walk in and John Spears is sitting in the back row by all the TV people. There's an empty seats, pretty packed house. I was running a little behind. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll sit next to Spears. Uh, we'll, we'll have ourselves a powwow. I know the TV guys better than, you know, all of the Louisville J The, the Bosiches and 40s of the world, right? I, I, I get along with them a little bit better. So... Um, I was hanging out back there with them, and I realized when it all started, like, oh man, you can't be doing the stand up, sit down thing because you were just the first person in the way. Um, now you you are right in that i really the, the the one in the way, but I also thought like, okay, I'm they might be able to see over these shorter people. They're definitely not seeing over me, so let, let me let me try to get out of here. And uh, yeah, that was, that was, I was very amused. Did not realize that many people uh, caught it, but I guess a uh, wave. I was just, a lot of people were watching. It was really funny. Uh, like good on you. You would have thought it was maybe almost like intentional with how perfect it was. Uh, so <laughs> It <really laughs> was like a meme. Somebody said it was like a curb where, you know, where he gets caught on live TV somewhere. He shouldn't be.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's perfect yeah i pretty really sure is.
2: that that actually happened too wasn't that the, the dodgers game well they ended up being able to like solve a murder based
1: on a curb yeah, yeah like his alibi was confirmed because in the background of a curb episode he was at the dodgers game uh so maybe that's what you're thinking of but yeah, yeah. but very similar to that that was awesome that was hilarious and there's just so many U of I fans and even unfortunately a good amount of kentucky fans that just Wet their diaper when it comes to you and like being anywhere associated on U of L's campus and or one of their athletic facilities, and they 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 were they were big mad seeing that. Now that being said, I'm not letting you off the hook. Uh, One, not off the hook. A red shirt. Come on, Rouse, you're better than that. And two, this is the most concerning part. You know, who I I wear a red shirt from time to time. Not usually when I'm going to U of L stuff, but sometimes. So I'll let Mm -hmm. you off the hook with that. But I have sources very close to the situation saying you showed up with coffee that wasn't from Thornton's, actually a competitor of Thornton's, and this is borderline, you could get fired for something like this, Roush. Wow, Roush,
2: wow. I know. Well, uh, here's the thing, guys. I was in a real pickle because uh, yesterday, right, we we had a late scratch to go from home, and I only had one, barely enough coffee for one cup of coffee at home. So I, I, I only had one in the morning. Was really struggling out and about all afternoon, and on my way there, I, I didn't, I didn't pass it. Th- there was, there's a speedway uh, by Louisville's campus, and I messed up. I messed up. I should have just gone the long way to the best Thornton's that's on Third uh, Street, not too far from the stadium. But instead, I, I took the easy route because I was running behind. And that's on me. That's a me problem.
1: In this era of fake news and misinformation, I was so hoping this wasn't this this was uh, was true. It really does break my heart. You do sound sincere, though. And yeah. as long as you make it up by having, I don't know, what, scoots, 10 Thornton coffees today, I think we'll be even.
0: I'd say 11. 11 probably the oh. sweet spot. Yeah, okay. I want
2: you jittery yeah. all day. Okay, good. I can, I can handle that. It's just caffeine. It can't hurt you. Based on the camera, it looks like you had great seats at the women's volleyball game. uh yeah, yeah, it was they were good seats, yeah. And that was see, that was more of the red shirt impetus because, like, I you know how it is TJ. You don't want to just be the the loser when you're a UK fan. There's a certain uniform you wear to Louisville events that you go, to. and it is that sort of. Uh, flannel shirt, kind of black, white, or red. Like that's that's kind of my go-to. I got a couple of those that I'll just put in the rotation. But we went to the, yeah, went to the Little Women's Volleyball game. Wife, it's her birthday tomorrow, so early happy birthday. to! uh So, and we're having a party for tomorrow night. She couldn't go to the Elite Eight game, so she wanted to go to the Sweet 16. And uh it was fun. I actually left early at that game because the first one went long. I know you all probably weren't watching the Oregon-Nebraska one, but that game was freaking nuts. Like, just one of the crazier uh, – Nebraska had set point like seven times in the fourth game. Like, they could have they just ended it in four. Instead, they lose when a girl for Nebraska hits it off of a Oregon girl. She hits her right in the chest, the Oregon girl. The ball bounces over to Nebraska's side, falls down, and they won like 32-30. Wow. That, I mean, 32-32, They had been rallying forever, and then they go to the the fifth game, and Oregon just put a hurting on them. It was at fourteen to five. Nebraska rallied to make it fourteen to twelve before ultimately falling. It was uh, it was pretty crazy before Louisville just went in there and swapped them. So
1: yeah, well, <laughs> probably probably good news for the cards that you had Nebraska go down. Yeah, Bad news yeah. for the volleyball cats out in San Diego last night. Right. They-
2: That's that stunk.
1: Their season comes to a close. It it, it I, I watched very little of it, Roush, because again I fell asleep probably by mm-hmm. the time the second set was starting. But I hate saying this, but there's almost some peace in it. But San Diego is just a better team. Like they just were the more talented
2: team. Yeah, yeah. I, and I um I I also I was a little busy trying to get kids down and blogging about football recruits and all sorts of stuff. But Kentucky had a shot in that first set. Uh, to to take down San Diego, but I mean San Diego was just so overpowering. They had some big girls in the front line, and sometimes the guns just aren't big enough in this sport. And uh, once that first one got away, it was hard to get mm-hmm. back. So agreed. Uh, I I saw a lot of people too, like Kentucky underperforming in the NCAA tournament. It's like you can't really compare this to the basketball team or the one seeded soccer team getting upset at home. The This volleyball team was a fine volleyball team, but it was not one of Craig Skinner's best. Uh, Exactly.
1: I think think you can make a case. The fact that they were even a national seed was a bit surprising, especially when they they started the season. Because SEC women's volleyball, and I know we'll get to the more important stuff here in just a moment, but uh, SEC women's volleyball is not the best. Uh, Big Ten, probably the best conference for women's volleyball. And then you either go out west, and the ACC gets probably better, yeah better probably Pac twelve year. yeah. Make, but it makes sense places where it's cold and you got to be indoors usually a little bit better at volleyball. Places that you're outside usually a bit better at soccer and some other sports. But uh, yeah, they they scheduled really really tough in the out of conference, and I'm pretty sure they pretty much lost all those tough matches against their top ten top fifteen teams that they were playing. But then they got an SEC play, hit their stride, won the conference again. Uh, But at the end of the day, just there were a group of, you know, 10 teams or so that were just more talented than they were. Um, Maybe eight teams or so that were more talented and they ran into the first one of them in the Sweet 16 at the end of their season. It is a little bit of a bummer between women's volleyball and men's soccer. You didn't have like one final four run between the two because both teams were solid, especially men's soccer, who was undefeated going into the tournament. But uh, overall, a, a successful fall. For the fall sports, I, I think you'd have not amazing, not the best UK athletics has ever had, but certainly not underwhelming by any stretch of the imagination. And you'll see the results of that in the Learfield Cup or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, They'll, whenever that comes out,
2: it, it will certainly improve when Texas gets to the SEC. And I think Oklahoma might be decent as well. Um, oh, yeah. Texas but- for sure. Well, and the crazy thing too is the SEC actually got seven teams in, which I think was a new high. Wow. But they answer. they all got eliminated in the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> hey, not not all in the Sweet, but they're all out now. Florida uh, got knocked out yesterday as well.
0: Hey, so don't worry about the soccer team. I don't know if y'all knew this, but next year the College Cup being held at Lynn Family Stadium. So oh, you, did, I, you didn't you didn't want to sure. go to the College Cup this year. You want to wait till next year when it's in Louisville. Good good idea, Scoot. Yeah.
1: Who wants to go to Cary, North Carolina? Exactly. Bringing out the fire today. I did not know that it was in Louisville next year. That's really exciting. Yeah, I didn't either. I was was just looking up.
0: I was just looking up the schedule because I know Indiana's in the Final Four, so I was looking when they play, and then yeah, lo and behold, Lynn Family Stadium next year.
1: Or the the Panthers are still kicking, right?
0: They are. Yeah, they're on the opposite side of the bracket.
1: The team that took out Kentucky. uh, There's a as pretty much any sport, the team that's hot in the tournament, you got to watch out for them. Panthers, super hot, real hot. And uh, so we'll we'll probably not keep you updated with the remainder of the women's volleyball or soccer tournament, but that is cool. Next year, uh, it will be at Lynn Family Stadium per Scoots. Oh, I lied. Right. Actually,
0: Indiana plays Pittsburgh. I thought they were on the other side, but they play Pit.
1: Well, oh, watch out for the Panthers. No They're kidding. hot. <laughs> oh gosh, that be you're gonna you're gonna give us some crap if they beat Pittsburgh and UK <laughs> couldn't. So, such a soccer,
2: sc- soccer smack talk scoots.
1: Such is life I suppose Well Roush there was a big group of UK fans Last night watching that Thursday Night football game Scoot's not a UK Fan he was one of them he wasn't really sure why He was watching it and it was all said and done Probably a lot of Kentucky fans felt Somewhat similar because You wanted uh, a lot of UK fans Wanted the Rams to lose Thought maybe it'd be an easy out with Liam Cohen that would have dropped the Rams To what like 3-10 and 10 or something like that Just a abysmal record But They say 16-3. to It's a dangerous lead in football.
2: Uh, Especially for the Raiders, who've already blown two 17-point second-half leads this year. Uh, And you know what they said? (laughs) 13 points. That's nothing. We can definitely blow this game. And gave up two touchdowns in the final three minutes. Rams scored with 3-10 on the clock. And then Baker Mayfield, who just showed up the day before, drives them 98 yards down the field and scores the go-ahead, game-winning touchdown with 10 seconds remaining. I mean, it's probably just because he's got a great offensive coordinator, right, that he was able to pull it off.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. No, that's exactly what it was. How about that for Baker? I know people seem to be kind of polarized by him, like him, dislike him. I think most people are probably along the page of, I don't really care about him one way or another, but he's not a great quarterback. Uh, That could potentially extend his NFL career, an extra year, maybe an extra two years. Yeah. I guess you never really know exactly where, uh, where it could go from here, but uh, there's a little part of me that was happy for him to, when I I saw the highlights
2: this morning. Because there's something about Baker Mayfield that is like, it just, it just speaks to me, you know, his kind of cockiness, his, um, you always felt like he wasn't the most talented, but like he tried so damn hard that, it worked and I think the thing with Baker Mayfield is it just has to be in the right scenario for him and maybe this Rams offense is just the right scenario where he, he can have some play action um I, ideally it's with a, a good offensive line I don't know if the Rams don't have that now but I I just I, I I I want Baker Mayfield like it's kind of like Jameis Winston where you like just having guys like that around I know they're they're definitely a different story but like Baker's one of those guys that I just don't want him to be, well, like like another quarterback on that Browns jersey, right? Where, oh, well, they've all kind of sucked. It's like, no, he took you to the playoffs, and then you kind of threw him in the trash for Deshaun Watson just because he was hurt for a year. So, I, I, who could have seen things not working out well in Carolina? So, I hope that this this could potentially be the the way he is able to hang around in the NFL for a while.
0: If you listen to Al Michaels last night, this is the perfect situation because Sean McVay really likes Baker Mayfield, and he said that no less than seven times. Jeez.
1: Oh, jeez. Let's just hope that it's not like, oh, man, he really hits it off with Cohen, and they may have something here for once you get Cooper back next year. Maybe maybe this could be – This could be something good. Uh, Let's hope that doesn't happen, and let's hope that all the people in the know saying that, yeah, it's still going to be Cohen, we're just not sure exactly when it's going to be. Roush and I have just trying to connect the dots and put two and two together to learn that, like, okay, well, you probably weren't going to get an announcement a day or two before their Thursday night football game. Mm -hmm. But once their game's over and they don't play again for another 10 days, maybe, uh, Maybe every eleven days. Maybe you don't maybe, maybe that's the good time. Maybe that's the time he announces his departure, or at least accepts the UK job and lays out a timeline for when he's going to be in Lexington, or can do a little bit of double duties. UK's offensive coordinator can I, I don't know if that's if that's something that happens a lot, but UK offensive coordinator could recruit for the Cats and then still kind of stick with his Rams offensive coordinator duties until the regular season concludes. Not what I would want to happen. But if that's what you have to have happen to get Cohen, it probably would be worth it. So, Roush, we've asked you this pretty much every day. What's the, what's the update with Cohen after – I know you you probably weren't working the phones when the game ended at midnight between then and, and 7 this morning, but are you still thinking that this weekend should be when we hear something?
2: The There's a lot of thought out there that the Rams have to be eliminated from playoff contention for – Cohen to be the offensive coordinator. I I don't think that's the case, but if it is, then cheer for the Seahawks to win Sunday. Who do they play Sunday? I think they play the Panthers, maybe? That should be probably an
1: easy win if that is the case.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if that's necessarily the case, like if that's the truth. Oh, uh, yeah, they play the Panthers. So just go beat the Panthers, Seahawks, clinch. Then we don't have to have this discussion. Because, like, what's the difference between a three win and a four win team? Right. Like, it's, it's,
1: that's what I was thinking so. when you had people be like, you just need to be rooting for the Rams to lose, which I, I got would probably be the better of the two options. But right, I, right. I had the exact same thought. Like, okay, so they have four wins now instead of three wins, and we're in week 14 in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs>
2: not, like, uh,
1: not the amount of wins you want to be having at that time of the year.
2: I mean, they're not eliminated technically, but they like have to win, and everybody has to lose out. Like, it's not—it's—it's it's, it's a very long shot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I—I—I'm not swayed. I'm not—I'm not lacking confidence. I still think Kentucky ultimately gets it done, and Liam Cohen has a homecoming back to Kentucky. I just don't know. Just don't know when. And and that's the that that's the part of the waiting game that I think has been frustrating for a lot of fans. But if it ends up working out, then I, I don't think folks will be too disappointed.
1: Yep, uh, that's all. At the end of the day, that's just what we want. We all realize that the timeline of this is important. UK needs to be uh, knee deep in the portal. They need to be recruiting, and and the sooner that you can sell a sexier offense, uh, the better. The better that will be. But it does seem like they're doing well in the portal so far, Roush. They're identifying their targets. It doesn't seem like, and maybe you have an example of one of these that I can't think of, but it doesn't seem like that they've reached out to somebody and just been like, huh, Kentucky? No, 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 no. I'm not going there. It seems like the people they've identified and are kind of quote unquote going after are all realistic targets. And one, maybe that's them just identifying the people they know they can get and not chasing rainbows or anything like that. But two, UK, as I've mentioned, and will continue to do so, they do a good job in the portal identifying talent. They don't bat necessarily a 1,000, but it's pretty darn good. So the fact that they have kind of circled a few names, these are the people they want, some of them visiting this weekend, some of them maybe a little bit later on, uh, it seems like even without the offensive coordinator, the jump the Cats have had in the portal, so far so good. Still got to sign the guys, still got to bring them home, but it, it does seem like... They've they've got if Murch is their quarterback option, it's still nothing came of that. By the way, as an update, the Wisconsin quarterback. That there was one reporter that slid into Roush's DMs and said that he committed to UK. Uh, nothing really more came of that, but it does still seem like he will be a UK target and potentially someday, maybe be UK starting quarterback. But it seems like everybody that they've identified Roush is still an option for them, even with some of the coaching changes and uncertainty with positions not yet filled.
2: Yeah, there is a scenario where um like not every person is jumping on board right away, if that makes sense. Like there there is some there are a couple of recruiting battles. So Savion Washington is the offensive tackle we told you about earlier this week from Kent State. Kentucky's offered to him, but he's not visiting UK first. He's actually going to Oklahoma State this weekend. Um, uh, but don't love that. That option is on the table still. Same thing with uh, Michigan tight end Eric All. Uh, he's visiting Iowa this weekend. Uh, Kentucky's going after him, and you know you just kind of hope that he'll take another visit. He's from Cincinnati. He actually played high school football with Tom McLean. Uh, so there's there's some connection there. Some familiarity you just worry that he just might go with his buddy Cade to Michigan. He's visiting – or, excuse me, to Iowa, excuse me, this weekend where they're visiting. So, we'll um, – you know, it's it's a little bit different. It's also different, too, in the portal that, you know, the, the, these guys – recruits are all about the clout. I mean, I don't want to generalize all of them. But, you know, they, they're pretty public in how the, their process is unfolding. Uh, but – transfer portal guys are all about like I, I think they they prefer to keep a low profile uh you know uh Tyler she had an idea for reaching out to some UK guys that are in the portal and like tell them about the process but like they just don't want that to be out there because it could you know that's it, how football people are like if, if it's out there there's a paranoia to it but I also get too that like if it it they don't want to scare off other schools because they're checking out others. It's it's a weird. They they just see it best fit that if they keep a low profile, it's better for them. At least the good ones who are sought after. Now others they're having to like pitch themselves. If you, if you've noticed, Smoke is posting like every highlight he's ever had. Like it's 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 a it's weird how this is kind of worked. So uh, that that's all to kind of go back to the original point that like Kentucky, it does feel like they're fishing in the right waters. Uh, but you don't really know where they stand because a lot of these guys, like Tayshawn Manning last year, he came up and committed, did his picture with his blue jeans and his shirt on, and his UK jersey on, but just didn't kind of want to go through the whole rigmarole uh, and just kind of announce. Like it's yeah. it's a little bit different with these porta players recruitments.
1: Well, we'll keep. It'll head into next week. It'll head into the week after that, and then you got to remember too. Uh, and and I think Kentucky has a good strategy with this. But you got to remember, too, you'll get a fresh crop of names around the spring when the spring games start to happen, and players realize they get into camp, they may not necessarily like their role, they may not like the people around them, or they may realize their team's going to stink. So you will get another crop of players that will decide that they may want to go elsewhere after the spring game, but it seems like UK is at least this go-around saying hey, we've got positions of need we got to fill. We're going to attack these, and then come spring, one, maybe if we come up short in one area, we can address that need. Or two, it can just be, let's get the best players available, and you can sort out the depth chart after the fact. But I do like the fact they're at least addressing their needs right now, trying to shore up the offensive line. Most likely, I think, would probably get a quarterback uh, before it's all said and done, and then you can kind of go into the spring and reevaluate what you need to do
2: then. Which yeah, uh, we mentioned all that just to say that Kentucky already got a commitment on the offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tanner Bowles, Glasgow kid, uh, spent the last three four years in Nashville, uh, or not Nashville. Tuscaloosa just got Music City Bowl. Tuscaloosa uh, at the University of Alabama announced yesterday that he will transfer to Kentucky uh, and. Following the departure of Manning and John Young, he could slide right into that starting right guard position. Six foot five, 300 pounds. like He's, he's a big dude. Big dude who played limited reps at Alabama, um, but was a former four-star recruit and certainly adds some, some versatility. He played all of the interior line positions and even got some reps in at right tackle uh, at Alabama. So uh, a big get, a nice start to your transfer portal offseason for Kentucky.
1: Well, we've got more news regarding the football caps. And if you thought yesterday was heated, you go get your boxing gloves out and ring the Woo. bell because round two coming up. When ding, we... ding, ding, ding. I'm I'm, I'm being facetious, but we're going to have to talk about Chris Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. When we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X roll, Sports Radio, roll, Peter Walker, roll, in the crowd, Justin we'll be right back. Stay in the night, stay
2: in the Feel city breaking and everybody shaking. Stay in the night, stay in the night. Look at it. it
0: really it's Beautiful clock.
2: <laughs> Something else, huh, Russ? Yeah, Dad. Isn't it beautiful, Audrey?
0: She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen. It is the night.
2: My body's weak. I'm on the run. No time to sleep. I've got to
1: ride. Welcome back. It's like roll call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1
2: FM, 14.15 AM. Gooch, you
1: want to tell everybody about salseritas this morning?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I haven't had it in a while, so I don't really remember, but it's, it, I mean, it's great. I need to go soon because they have just the best, wildly addictive chips. They got the marinated meats, no matter what you get, whether it's a burrito bowl, a burrito, quesarito, quesadilla, it's all delicious, all nutritious. And of course, they have the best Blue Powerade in town. They've got a location in Middletown and St. Matthews. St. Matthews has the drive-thru, or Middletown
1: has the drive-thru? Yeah, that's rough, buddy. Dang it's it. the Middletown that has the drive-thru.
0: Middletown has the drive-thru. I should have known that because that's my Salsaritas that I go to. So, yeah, make sure you hit up Salsaritas today. If you're looking for a good lunch, that is going to be your spot. Salsaritas.
1: Man, we've only been doing the ad since you've been producer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it, they both start with M, so I get them confused.
1: Well, one starts with an S, the other one with an N, <laughs> but close.
2: Matthews. Matthews Saint. Uh,
1: my favorite part of Louisville, the Matthews part. <laughs> text out into the Thornton's text line. I remember Salseritas for any catering needs you have during this holiday season. Maybe you're having an ugly Christmas sweater party. Maybe you're having a dirty Santa gift exchange. Salseritas can bring the food to your door. You can worry about getting the party set up or hosting. And let let us take care of the food for you. You can do it all online on their app. Check them out today. Well, folks heading down to Nashville will not be checking out Chris Rodriguez unless they're just looking at him on the sideline. Roush he opted out yesterday, and what I think was a surprise for people. Maybe yeah. Maybe some people would say no. I, I knew he was going to do that, but I never heard anything about it. It was a surprise to me. So he is out. UK's two best offensive players out for the music city bowl that total can't get low enough i think
2: yeah i uh was not anticipating this uh did not i i'm not going to say I, i'm not like i get it i wish he'd played in this game uh, I guess i get it but yeah i uh i did, i did, i thought we might see chris rodriguez more and more time um, but it was He's never been a big records accolades guy. Um, it, you know, at least when it, whenever you ask about it with the media, he's always pretty dismissive about it. So that, it was going to be a long shot for him to, him to get the ball anyway uh, and, and to break that record two, with 230 more yards. So he's going to finish his career uh, third on Kentucky's all-time rushing list. Oh, um, yeah, man, that, that Music City Bowl, it's just – I, I'm and I'm going to slightly uh, divert my attention to another part of the Music City Bowl like it just feels like a freaking clown show. They don't even have a media hotel for the night of the game like sorry, we sold out for New Year's Eve. you can get to the hotel for the other two nights but we, we sold oh. out for New Year's Eve. It's like what what do you mean you don't you can't have a media hotel reserved for members of the media and then just like say oh we, we actually sold all of the rooms for the night of the game.
1: Yeah, that's outlandish. I mean, yeah. that is really embarrassing from the Music City Bowl. And, Very like, true. I guess people at UK could get away with it, but that still kind of sinks because you're probably not getting done with your stories and everything until about, like, 5, which means you're not, you know, getting back into town on New Year's Eve around 8 or 9, depending on exactly where yeah. you're going or when you get out. That is uh, – what a what a joke of a bowl game.
2: Oh, and- yeah. and And, and I've – Here's the thing, too. Of all the games that we've attended, it has the least amount of fun things to do. Like that, they don't do anything in the lead up before. It's like we're gonna have a hot chicken eating contest. Like it's just, it's, it's a, uh, it's not. They got to step their game up, Music City. Like you're not, you're not a great bowl game.
1: No, and uh, you could do the little things to make it more appealing and better. But not having hotel for media the night of, that's. <laughs> Really bad. like that's
2: really all I want is to just like like I would just stay like I I would probably hang out at the hotel bar or something. You know I, I I'm I'm kind of kidding, but at the same time I just want someplace to go to like chill out after mm-hmm. the game and preferably not drive three and a half hours back. I don't know what the Iowa people are going to do. Like there's a legit I I I, I really don't know where people are going to go after the game without a hotel because like downtown Nashville you can stay at the Hyatt for a thousand dollars. Uh, I'm. there were some places by the airport that you could go to that were like comparable. So I get. I guess that, that would be the move if you wanted to, but I'm just going to end up driving home most likely. And that kind of stinks, but
1: yeah, that, that's a bummer. Uh, back to Chris. One, Rodriguez. The,
2: I'll go on. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Chris. Uh, well, uh, the one silver lining of all of this is the best bowl outing is going to be tailgating Thursday night football. Uh, the Titans are hosting the Cowboys for Thursday Night Football, which that's, that's going to be two playoff teams. Uh, the tickets are crazy expensive, so I'm probably not going to actually attend, but uh, knowing people down there getting to tailgate for that game, that's going to be a lot of fun. So there's one bowl activity, uh, unofficial bowl activity, that's going to be great about the Music City Bowl.
1: Yeah, that is. that. That's cool. I did not realize that the Titans were in town that weekend. That'll be good for for folks that make the trip, That and a lot of UK fans are Titans fans, and obviously... The Cowboys have a big national following. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that is cool. Chris Rodriguez not playing in the game is not cool. Again, not to rehash yesterday's, just my opinion. I think players should, if they're healthy, should finish their seasons, regardless of the bowl games, regardless of this, that, or the other. We don't need to rehash all that stuff. But I would love to know, obviously, the scuttlebutt after UK went to the Music City Bowl, a game that will be going on during UK's biggest rivalry basketball game at the exact same time, uh, a, a rematch of a bowl game last year that wasn't the most entertaining. Besides the finish, which was super entertaining, but it wasn't most the, the most like a appeasing game to watch because I was not great at offense. And Kentucky has their issues, so we get a rematch of that. I just would love to know why UK wanted this game so badly. Like maybe Levis and Rodriguez were going like even if it was the Liberty Bowl, maybe they were going to sit out that that game. As well, I understand why they didn't want the Las Vegas Bowl because of the timing of it. I don't think it's as huge a deal as they make it out to be, but they're the football coaches and I'm just the little radio guy. So I'll take their word for the December 17th Las Vegas Bowl. But like, I still just don't know why was the Music City Bowl the best option that they desperately wanted despite everything looking horrible about that game. I I would love for the coaches to explain it.
2: Just because it's later on, I think, would be their only rationale. It's like, we don't have to really worry about it until, until later.
1: Yeah, but some uh, of those other bowls are later, maybe like a day earlier.
2: Yeah, uh, the Liberty was the 28th. So, um, okay. as Stu said, getting the guys up on Christmas morning to go practice might be a little hard to motivate them. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was their excuse. I'm, yeah,
1: okay, that's fair. Maybe that's true. But, like, how, how is Kentucky going to score a single point? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. It's um it's gosh, it's gonna be something. And for consistency's sake too, TJ, I was yet like I am a little disappointed that Chris isn't playing in this. Um because like you know, I was real big yesterday, like the quarterback position, like it, it was a no-brainer for Will not to play. In Chris's case, the it because I think it is a case by case basis even if he like i i would be totally down if he just said like yeah i am going to like just i'm going to die, but i'd be quote unquote hurt cuz like they might actually just need him in pads in case of emergency they're down to two healthy tailbacks to Tom and Lavell right like kentucky might need him just so they can have somebody to hand the ball off to that i guess they could give it to deep back with but like i mean th- yeah it's um it's not ideal, not ideal situation. They have it tailback now. Um, I think uh, luck it was counting out the 10 skill players that could play in this game, and eight of the 10 are freshmen or redshirt freshmen. So, yeah, it's um, this bowl game's gonna stink. And like, now I'm at the point now, if any other old guys are like, eh, I'm good, then I, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, you know, no, nobody, no, no. <laughs> It's, just, you, it's yeah. also such a weird it, it's so weird that bowl games have met so much this program but it feels like everybody this year is just like, eh, we're good. let's just get this thing over with.
1: Yeah, I, I mean again we, we, we know how I feel about the whole thing. I, I do agree with you maybe he should maybe they should have just made up like hey he he has a, a very light sprained ankle. he'll dress but you probably aren't going to see a lot of them. And if you get it down to the goal line, just let him get another. You know, let him get his last touchdown as a wildcat or something like that. I agree with you. Maybe that would have been a better strategy. But as much as I hate saying it, and it's not the things that you had in previous years. Granted, the bowl games were more prestigious or bigger. But like, you follow the leader. And if your leader's saying I ain't playing in it, then you could have other people be like, Well, then why am I going to play in it? What you know, I got to. And I get the risk reward aspect from Levi's standpoint. The text line is going to bring up some of this stuff again. So unfortunately, we're not totally done from it. But I don't – and I still don't agree with the risk-reward aspect from Levis, but we don't have to – I know that you all disagree with me on that. I don't even think you can make a case for Rodriguez's risk versus reward for playing in the Music City Bowl. Like, he can only help his stock. I don't think he – I don't think there's any way besides, of course, you know, getting injured, which can happen, but doesn't happen every single game to every single player. Uh, He can improve his stock. He can put up good tape. He can can improve it a little bit with having eyeballs – the people watching the college football playoffs that want to just tune into the Music City Bowl before the action gets started, they could see him put up some big numbers against an elite defense. But I'm um, a broken record on all this stuff. I'm disappointed. Uh, hopefully in the future, there's two things Kentucky can do. One, hopefully you don't have as many people opt out. But an easier way to do that, number two, make a better bowl game. Make it worth their while. If the Cats were playing Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl, i I. You know, a, a, maybe it's a different story with some of this yeah. stuff. And maybe yeah, you're in maybe. the Gator Bowl if you don't lose to Vanderbilt. So win more games, playing a more important bowl, and that's probably the easiest fix. You and I and everybody, you know, I understand I'm in the minority with my opinions on this, but that's an easy fix, play in more important bowl games, and more players are probably going to be interested in, in showing off and doing their thing. But it is what it is. It's a bummer. And if I, yeah. if I had had plans to go to Nashville, I think I'd probably be changing them. I'm not saying not to support the football team. Definitely go. If you're going, you'll have a good time. Nashville is a fun city, but you're watching basically a spring game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which that's kind of how a lot of people treat it. So, you know, uh, it's just weird seeing it coming from this side of things. And uh, I, I I don't think we're going to get a ton of enthusiasm from the big blue nation in the weekend leading up to the game. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but you know, right now, this game has turned into more of a joke nationally than anything. Ross Dellinger was like, this is the uh, – he ranked all of the games to watch and he ranked this as the number one game to watch. And was like, okay, if you don't get the joke, then come on.
1: I am wondering, like, you know, how far – how how far away are we from, like, Kentucky just kind of forfeiting?
2: Oh, no, they're, they're going to play it, I think, yeah. Because, I mean, the money they make from the bowl games – outweighs that and and they even though there is kind of a numbers crunch I mean they had a much worse numbers crunch last year uh in that citrus bowl now obviously a little bit different but last year they were down to like playing true freshmen on defense who hadn't really played all year Yeah, but (laughs) I could be wrong
1: I could be wrong about this but I felt like last year you had people that announced they were transferring but they played in that game they did it's not you know they're not going to let them
2: yeah yeah and as Stu said it's a little bit Different this time around, but of all the people that have entered the portal, and I don't even know if you could consider Smoke one that was in the rotation because he he hadn't really played the last six games of the season. So, like most of those guys were more uh, depth pieces, if you will. Like Rasan Lewis getting in as the fourth receiver, you can put in somebody else as the fourth receiver, right? Like it's it'll be just fine. So it's not as worrisome as last year when had a bunch of dudes in important positions get hurt like you had your two starting linebackers get hurt they're playing Martez thrower in there dare rosenthal's not there you've got to put move kenneth horsey to tackle in that game like you you had a lot of of moving parts last year where at least as of now your only moving part is just your biggest one and that's uh your quarterback and your top five all-time running back
1: significant significant spots to have to replace for a one-game setting but And I hate, I mentioned it yesterday, absolutely hate it when UK loses a sporting event. I don't care what it is, what time of year it is. um, Just don't like it. Not Not a huge fan of my favorite teams losing. But this may be one you just have to, if the Cats do fall, and it would seem probably likely that they would. Although again, I was dealing with their own issues as well. But if the Cats were to fall, it'd be one that I think could roll off the back relatively easily given everything that's gone on. But uh, it stinks. Bowl games are fun. You work all season to get to them, and then you get to them, and it's like, oh, actually, nobody's really into it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the bowl game we were looking for. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Win more games, don't lose to Vanderbilt, don't lose to yep. South Carolina, find a way to close out that game against Ole Miss. <sighs> and we're having completely different conversations this time of the year, Roush.
2: Yep, yep, we are. But speaking of Vanderbilt, I think the Vanderbilt running backs come into campus this weekend.
1: No, I thought it was next weekend. But uh, great, get them locked up. I think that'd be a good addition.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. I've I've heard once again the way that they host transfer portal players too. Like it's not, it's not like where they have big recruiting weekends for high school players. Like they're just coming all the time. It, it's just kind of an open door policy almost, where you know your their position coach is probably there, but not everybody. Uh, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but I, 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 like where Kentucky is at with, uh, Ray Davis and, uh, would not be surprised if we got, uh, heard some news on that front in the, the coming days.
1: All right. Keep an eye out on that stuff. Let's get to the Thornton stacks line before we finish hour number one. Uh, Brad had a long one that we couldn't get in before the end of the show yesterday. So we'll start with that one. Hey fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I'm so damn annoyed at some of our fans for criticizing Levis for skipping the ball game and making him out as a selfish person. Will getting drafted in the first round as a quarterback will do far more good for our program than winning a Music City Bowl. Levis has been sacked more than any other Power Five quarterback and would be slated to go against an arguably best defense in college football and arguably the worst offensive line blocking for him. He needs to get fully healthy for the Senior Bowl and to combine and combine to maximize his draft stock because the higher he goes, the more exposure Kentucky gets, and the more exposure Kentucky gets, the more likely. They become a blue. They land a blue chip quarterback. Let me ask you all this: Would you rather have a Music City Bowl trophy or a five star QB commit? I'm taking the latter. I mean that's just a straw man argument. Brad from Bellbrook, like, wh- yeah, I would much rather have a five star quarterback. But is there a guarantee that Levis not playing in this game means UK is getting a five star quarterback? Of course it's not. And uh, I disagreed with a few other points that you made. Um, you're you're assuming that he like automatically has to get hurt if he plays in the game. Um, how many, how many games this season did Will Levis get injured in one? And there's rumors that that game was him kicking something in the locker room afterwards, which I don't really buy, but like, uh,
2: yeah, I don't either. It, I don't it buy, was yeah. pretty, you, you can see stills of that is pretty gnarly on his, his whole foot and ankle.
1: So like, again, odds are you can get hurt, but two, two things that you don't mention Brad from Bellbrook, you don't have to get hurt. I mean, it doesn't, it's not a guarantee. And secondly, even if he were to get banged up, what, what does that mean? Like, does that guarantee his draft stock falls? Of course it doesn't like he had a pretty mediocre season and people are still putting him as the number one quarterback. So like Kiper had him as QB one yesterday, which is crazy to me, but like good for him, happy for him. And I, and we're not, where I will agree with you, Brad, people don't need to be mean to love us. I, people can have opinions like mine, but you can still appreciate everything he did for the program and think he's an awesome dude. He was up in New York yesterday with the part of my take guys uh, he will have a lasting legacy and impact on UK football, and the better he is at the next level, the better that will be for UK. But none of that, like again, man, All that, like, is not to say that he still couldn't have played in the game. But we we got more text on that, Roush. If we spend as much time going back into it, we will never get through this text line.
2: Nope. We will never I feel like get we there. got the short end of
1: the stick with the Brittany Griner trade. We traded an arms dealer for a chick with CBD oil. Only sort of joking. There's another text about that later on, so we may get to it more. What would the QB look like for the bowl game?
2: Uh, oh, we read
1: the- oh, we read these ones yesterday. Sorry. Uh oh, let's go to this one.
2: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we, we Tim here. Um,
1: no, I think we're on the uh, a wide receiver core of oh, Barry Brown. No, no. we-
2: What's that? There's an X a little bit higher up on the text yeah,
1: line. But I'm pretty sure. Oh, did we not finish the text line?
2: No, we did not finish the text line yesterday.
1: I thought we got through all of them except for the Brad from Bellbrook one. No, okay. we well, did anyway. not. That was the but,
2: day before. Oh, my my B. Then let's continue. Indiana Tim here. TJ with the same love opinion as Michael Bennett. Oof. Hey, just the tip gets it right from time to time. With but Walker and Bennett. That, you know what? I, if, if I wouldn't you ever doubt it, one day want to kick me off, I think we just bring Michael Bennett back.
1: Yeah, it's an easy it's an easy fill in. We'll have all his dad in our back pocket. Um and knowing sometimes Bennett like I I would I no, I don't know. I don't know what his take is. So I'll just leave it. TJ's the gaslighter, toxic boyfriend that makes Roush go crazy and act like he didn't do anything. LMAO. <laughs> uh
2: TJ, TJ has has a condescending has a, tone.
1: Yeah, that's just an unfair there's bur- take. There's my burner. That that's like a that's that's just such a defense mechanism to be like, well, it's it's just the tone. Forget about what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. It's like, well, then, no, don't counter my tone. Counter the points. Counter the points. Let's let's have an adult conversation. If you think the tone is holding your little feelings, you well, maybe need to well, but then that it up if, a if bit. it is
2: if the tone does change and it becomes not an adult conversation, then you know, that's different.
1: Like the literal tone, like a high pitch. Yeah. Great yeah. radio, yeah. says one text. It's
2: baby talk. TJ, you got to give it up.
1: The moment no one to affect players put their service up for sales, they're now pros. NFL pros are healthy scratches all the time. No, they're not. When their teams have nothing to play for, like Green Bay should do with Rodgers, wink, wink. When their teams have nothing to play for, sure, but again, we'll just disagree on what Kentucky has to play for. He's not playing in the game. I don't love the decision. Not going to fault the dude for it. It is what it is. Not what I'd do if I were playing or if I had a kid playing. Uh, my advice to the kid would be to to finish out the season and, and play with your teammates uh, that, have, that have been there and had your back for two years now. But it is what it is. I know that I'm in the minority with this opinion. Roush, if a bowl game doesn't matter, then what games that we play do actually matter. The goal for us to get to a bowl game and win that bowl game, we aren't going to win a national championship.
2: The bowl games are what you make it. You can either make them prop them up, uh, and, and make them a key staple of your program. You can use them for the extra practices, or you can just say, all right, here's payday, and we're going to get the hell out of here as quickly as possible. Feels like that UK is doing the latter with this one.
1: Yeah. Well, hour one's done. Hour two next. We're going to stick with the Thornton's text line, keep the text coming in, 502-414-1450. 1 hour to go on Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio TJ Walker Nick Roush Justin Kalen will be right back. you you
0: Over you say over? I ain't heard
2: no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing
0: is over until we
1: decide
2: it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back.
1: Hour number two Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X.
2: Roll Call.
1: Friday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday. Getting the weekend ready to go. And the Cats play basketball tomorrow. You wouldn't know it based on us literally not talking about it at all this week. But that's what the second hour of Friday show is for, baby, to preview that Kentucky versus Yale game. I did watch Yale against Butler for a quote-unquote garbage opponent. Uh, this is actually a pretty – this will be a solid test for Kentucky. They're a balanced team. They have one kind of go-to player. He's a 6'6 wing player. And he's their leading scorer with like 17 points or something like that. Name's not important, uh, but he's 6'6, six 10. And, but besides them, they have a few other people that average 10 points or right around 10 points. So it's a balanced group. They have a couple three point shooters that are shooting over 40% for the year. So they could hit some outside shots as well. But I want Case and Wallace on their leading score. Yes. Wallace will give up a few inches there but like Roush, I just I love using him as oh, you're you've got a you've got a, a scorer that you all go to that you run your offense through. We're gonna put Case and Wallace on him, both to make life difficult on the ball and off the ball. And it, it's it's it'll be a good challenge for him. I think that he can guard people that are bigger than him. Um and I'd like to see him. If it ends up not being Wallace, then it would probably I don't I don't know who you'd put on him. Um Toppin would be much bigger, but it's probably going to end up being Wallace. So, this will be a good challenge for UK. It's certainly not a game that they should lose, but this Yale team doesn't give up. They're probably, you know, I don't think it's going to be a 20 point game at halftime that you see grow into a 30 or 40 point swell. Uh, most likely, it'd probably be about like an eight or 10 point game at halftime. And then you hope Kentucky can expand that, get maybe a 20 point win. And, and turn our attention to UCLA the following week, but uh, it's a solid opponent tomorrow at Rupp Arena, Roush. It's not one that's sexy by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a uh, this this is a, d- a dangerous team that if Kentucky comes out completely flat, you could have a Bellerman like game where at halftime you're you're wondering what the heck's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I there's a certain level of. Play where I'm like, okay, you know, this will be solid, but you should be able to overpower them eventually, especially with athleticism. That's how I feel about Ivy League opponents. And Kentucky's no stranger to them throughout the years. They've actually played some really thrilling games against them, uh, most notably that Brandon Knight won in the NCAA tournament back in uh, 2011.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, 2011. So I, um, it is, it is bizarre though that we are at this point where like we, we talked about the, Michigan game on Monday. But we haven't really talked much basketball throughout the week. It's just we're it's just it's different. It's it's weird. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think about that, but it's just um even like checking our website, like it's just all football talk right now and not a lot of basketball. I'm not trying to make some sort of indictment on which is a bigger sport or whatnot, but it is weird how the the conversation around the basketball team is pretty light unless they're they're playing games.
1: Well, you're playing one game a week. It's I think that's kind of normal this time of the year. Where, you, what where we're going to talk about UK Yale on Tuesday. Where we're going to break down that game on Wednesday, it, and there wasn't really too much to talk. I mean, there was other more important stories to get to. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it did get pushed back. Um, and this is a really important time for Kentucky football, and it, it it should probably be leading our radio show. But I can pretty much guarantee you this: Monday morning. In first segment, well, we'll probably do some nonsense to get us started, but right, uh, once, right, once right. we get into it, we'll be recapping the basketball game, and then we'll most likely be going into whatever big time football news happens over the weekend. So uh, it is that strange time of the year, but for as little as we see the basketball team, and as Roush mentions, even talk about the basketball team, this really is the time of the year, Roush, they should be turning some corners. Not maybe the corner, but this is where each week we should see them look a little bit better after a week of practice. Um, and and, and again, the Yale game's a little bit tough. You've kind of got finals hanging in the balance. You can almost just feel like a – They're coming back
2: from London this week, so they're catching up on sleep on – I think they got back Monday night, so like Tuesday was just a wasted day. Wednesday they're still probably slow moving, but at least getting back and running around the gym a little bit. Uh,
1: Exactly. That's another great point.
2: So you probably, probably, probably a lot of playing catch up this week, mm-hmm. and not necessarily the the camp cow that we're, we've grown accustomed to over the years.
1: Yeah, so it, it probably won't. Yeah, I think you'll see Yale hang around a little bit more than they probably should. But when they should just consistently be improving. Yeah, you can have an off night. I'm not going to have any crazy takes if that were to happen. But this is the time of the year that you're spending a lot of time with one another. You're getting all the practice time you need to. The coaching staff should be able to analyze things that aren't really going well for the team and be able to lock in on those and and maybe make some weaknesses. Not necessarily shrinks, but not nearly as big as weaknesses. So uh, excited. Excited to see them tomorrow. Again, I am sort of anticipating probably it not being the most uh, beautiful game that we'll see Kentucky basketball play for some reasons that we just mentioned. But Always good to watch the cats on the hard on the hardwood, and and we'll get that tomorrow. At and 2 o'clock. it's a uh, one o'clock. One o'clock.
2: Lo- love a good one o'clock game. Um, I just I don't know. I, I I like college basketball getting over with, and then having my Saturday night. You know, like uh, really don't like the six and eight p.m. primetime games on the weekends.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm, once it's basketball season, you know, not so much. I don't mind. E- it no, anymore. I'm I'm
2: year round. Like yeah, just, I don't, I
1: don't like a good like Kansas, Kentucky, January Saturday 4:00. night, seven o'clock. I'm all yeah, for that.
2: No, I'm, I'm just out. Good, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm just out. I don't know. Hey, I don't. You're I don't to be but out. I, don't, I don't like prime time Saturday games. I, I like them
1: I, when there's like football and stuff on, or when UK's playing Michigan at one o'clock on football Sunday. I'm not crazy
2: about those, but yeah, maybe, I don't mind it when it's football season. Yeah, maybe in February, but even like January, they're playing wild card games and stuff on Saturdays. So, yeah, I like, uh, they're, they're doing the thing this year too, where it's the six games, but two on Saturday, three on Sunday and one on Monday. Yeah, oh, interesting. Weird. Yeah.
1: I love the weird. Monday playoff game. That was a great idea.
2: Yeah. They're doing that again this year. So hey, what I didn't realize too, back to back 13 to three, fourth quarter comebacks in the final four minutes Jeez. on prime time. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, Monday's
1: game was awesome. It just came down to the last play. And then Thursday's game, just a few days same, later. Same exact thing. Yeah.
2: Play. I don't know what No, net- they don't have game notes out yet for Kentucky Yale. It's the day before the game. Unbelievable. Can I also say, too, that college basketball, the, like the, I, in general, they have a pregame problem. Like, it's just, they, they have a pregame problem where, like, pre- college football, we spend a week talking about and building up for games. But like the there, there's a pregame problem with how we look at games, analyze them. They don't get lines out to like twelve hours before. Like they, they, college basketball has a pregame problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, what what can you do about it?
2: Just letting it be. known. it has a pregame problem. Seven SEC Network is what the game's going to be on tomorrow. Okay. But we we don't we don't prepare for them in advance. It's more of a reactionary sport and. Um, you know, I think that should that should be different. We should be talking about matchups with the Yale Bulldogs, but I can't even get game notes to them 24 hours ahead of the game. Like, Scooch, what do you got planned this weekend?
1: Big IU game this weekend.
0: Uh, yeah, the Arizona game. Sheesh. Which, um, yeah, I don't know. I, my whole weekend was kind of thrown a wrench in their plans when I found out yesterday that that game's at 10.30 on Saturday night. Ten. 30. What Yeah, that's late. Like I I I mean that's that's unreal.
2: But as it, in so it's at Arizona then, right?
0: No, it's in Las Vegas actually. Which oh, really okay. really cool moment. So Don Fisher had to go out Indiana's play-by-play guy had to go out to Vegas to accept an award. He was not on the call of the Nebraska game because Indiana told him just enjoy his time out in Vegas, stay out there until the game on Saturday. So he was able to bring his golf clubs and got like a little three, four day vacation in the middle of the season. Pretty awesome.
1: Wow. Is he on the hot seat?
0: No, no shot. Maybe that's no the shot. like,
1: hey, no, you just enjoy more free time, buddy. D-
0: Don Fisher is the type of guy who will name when he's on the hot seat. Nobody's going to tell him he's on the hot seat. He'll tell them when he's on the hot seat.
1: I feel like that's most uh, stapled play by play guys. Like, you yeah. know, same, same with Leach. Now Fisher's a pro. Good for him. Glad he got to hit the sticks a little bit. Yep,
0: pretty cool. But as t- in as in terms of the rest of my weekend, I really don't know what I'm gonna do. I have a game tonight, yesterday or tomorrow or tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I was supposed to have a double header that got canceled, so I got a free Saturday now. So I guess I'm just gonna sit Ooh. around and wait till ten thirty all day.
2: Oh man, are you uh, TJ? I'm worried about Scoots. He might have too many splatty platies and not make it. To the game. I mean, that's like a ver- art-
0: very realistic possibility. But if that's the case, I will take a nap before.
2: Well, we know you will because that's what you did at the Yum Center, right? <laughs> took a nap in the middle of the...
1: <laughs> Chris Chris Rock? <laughs> Was that who you saw? No, uh, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Oh, oh, yikes. <laughs> that's not good. 502414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Keep them coming in. We're going to keep reading them. Uh, is there any, any other things you all want to get to before we get into the text line? Uh, they're going to bring up a lot of good stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They'll bring, they'll bring up the good stuff. Uh, okay. I'm just not sure exactly where we left off. Here.
1: I got it. You all do realize that while the car is running, the alternator charges the battery, right? No. I mean, obviously I didn't realize that and Levi sent me a direct message. Let me know. I still, uh, just not seeing that he sent me that direct message, but I'm guessing he probably sent that in. No, I'm not, not good with cars. Not really good with much of anything. When it comes around the house or in the garage. So no, I did not know that the alternator will charge the battery. I did know that like while a car is running, the battery is being charged. But I did think that there was like a lifespan on that. Like eventually it would just go kaput.
2: I just didn't want to say that out loud. Levi would be wrong. So, you know, like I, I didn't want to. Really yeah, same. To play same
0: excuse for me.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> John here again. As I was dropping off my 16 year old son to watch school, we were listening to the KRC crew and you all were going in on each other about the Levis situation. And he was just laughing, saying, This is excitement. Maybe I should start listening and maybe work in radio. Thanks, KRC, for being motivation for my son's ears. Well, got to go talk to you later. John's son, just make sure you got like a real job when you're doing the radio, too. I'm sure you probably enjoy money. <laughs> So have a real job the radio is fun very
2: thin. yeah you could either be a hotel uh mogul a uh, real estate agent or a uh, bog boy
1: or own a horse racing empire
2: yeah yeah that 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 too
1: whatever floats your boat i'm glad he enjoyed it john so levis is so levis sitting in the bowl game thoughts that's a good text <laughs> someone check roush's above ground pool liner i bet it's cardinal red as i suspect <laughs> L's up, baby. So what did the Brock family uh, do last night, you think?
2: I don't know. It was funny. I was talking to Kim afterwards. Uh, she, she, I asked her a question. She's like, you know as much as me. You know I'm out. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I tried effort. talking to Oscar, but he was too busy doing TV interviews. Um, and then, yeah, and also, big suck it to Louisville Media Relations. Like, Rocco, all of you, they silent they, they silencing – Uh, professional journalism over here we got a bunch of honks that can't answer some ask some real questions there were some easy soft tosses and everybody just kept going back to the oh well why was this time the right time coming home he got like six questions about homecoming he said all of the quotes he could say about a homecoming nobody asked him about kentucky i wanted to ask him about kentucky hey this series in the governor's cup has become really lopsided jeff huh huh how does it feel to lose to Kentucky all the time? You going to change that? You're going to, or are you going to keep losing, you big loser? I was ready to ask some hard-hitting questions, but they would not give me the microphone. I tapped on this one kid's shoulder. I guess, I don't know if he was just an intern for UofL or if he actually worked for him. Hey, get me in here. Hey, give me, just kept, nope, just kept avoiding me. They're silencing Big X Sports Radio, TJ, and I will not stand for it. Really embarrassing for Rocco,
1: who works at UofL. That dude is a goober, and I, that, that's, that's, embarrassing that they probably had to go tell their little interns hey you see that big guy wearing the flannel shirt uh don't let him ask any questions make sure you don't know like they had they had to have
2: a game plan for you roush that's i mean and like and i know that some people are like all right that's ridiculous roush is not like they that's how rock Rocco's a jurorage lackey he's like the og jurich lackey so right like now. it's it, that does not surprise me one bit whatsoever if that were the case uh, I mean, it had to be. Otherwise, why wouldn't they just give you the microphone
1: to ask a question? I did like that they had to specify only media asks the questions. We can't have fans asking questions. And I thought to myself, what's the difference? Seriously, what's the difference? <laughs> <this>? <laughs> like, I wouldn't doubt if Jody oh, yeah. was doing L's up like, while he was yeah, asking J- the question.
2: Yeah, jo- Jody was the first person to <laughs> ask the question, too, which is... <laughs>
1: But old Roush can't answer point. it because he's a UK guy. You can't have a UK guy <laughs> ask a question to his cousin during the opening press conference. What a joke! Uh, like also, he is, uh, dude, he is such a clown.
2: Also, how, n- nobody asked him like, "Hey, is this your last job?" Like that's that. There was so many easy things that he could like, but they just didn't do because it's it's that's a, a good media. question, too.
1: Like. Yeah, you're I mean, home. Are you home for good? For good? Right, yeah, good.
2: exactly. Like, that's an easy, that is one of the easier ones. He said we got multiple questions about the timeline and stuff. Jeff isn't going to tell you the damn timeline, but it happened in 48 hours, so it's obviously pretty freaking quick timeline. Yeah. Like, and even, up, you, people. even
1: your UK question could have, like,
2: if they, you know, if they weren't such boobers. But like, you need to ask about the rival and also how it ties into recruiting. Like, and, and you can get your ass kicked by them. It could give a great quote that L fans could rally around. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, like that, it's, I, was a, I'm here now. It's changing or something. It was like a that. soft toss. It was yeah. that, that, that's a soft toss that nobody threw in there. And it took t- till the last question for somebody to finally ask about recruiting. Cause that's an important one too, but whatever. I, I'm done harping on uh, some of the, the hacks over there. Uh, but I will say, uh, shout out to Josh heard for having a sense of humor. Uh, he, he, he had a line that said, uh, had this job for 366 days and you've made my job difficult for 365 of them so that that was a that's a great line um i i appreciated that i also appreciated jeff saying uh, i don't have a lot of hobbies i like football so, yeah. uh, you, you and me both buddy you and me both <laughs>
1: the football guy well yeah they they you all fans very excited yesterday and understandably. So they, they haven't had a yeah. ton of great news over the last seven years or so. So when they get it, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with them celebrating.
2: I, I, I made the joke that it was more people that showed up for basketball, but it really was like that. Um, I, I don't know what they call the Brown and Williamson club. Now they redid it, but um, that place was packed. Uh, it was hot. Cause there was so many people in there. Uh, just a lot of bodies. They were doing their cards chance. It was uh it was a rowdy crowd. It's rowdy Crowd. The, Really, biggest surprise at all wasn't that they silenced uh, journalists; it's that they didn't sell beer at the event.
1: I know. Right. I think that's the first U of L sporting event since prohibition that they had didn't have beer for sale for their for their fans and yeah. media. Um, yeah, surprising there. I, they probably could have made some bucks. By, lost
2: their uh, lost their fastball.
1: A, re- a mistake from the cards. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Someone check on Roush. Or we got that one. Unless the team has a great season, the bowl game doesn't matter to some of us. The expanded playoff will only make these bowl games for the 6-7 win teams more irrelevant. Uh, I don't doubt that. Like I don't doubt that, that that the expanded playoff could also continue to hurt bowl games. But as Roush mentioned yesterday, th- there just needs to be an overhaul on bowls. They, they, they really need to just kind of go back to the drawing board for college football postseason when they expand these playoffs they got to figure out something whether it's giving money to the players or i I don't know what it is but the texture is exactly right when they expand if we think that these bowl games are worthless now just wait until like you're the 14th team that didn't get into the playoffs you're not going to give one crap about that bowl game
2: i I will say it is going to change the significance of some like they're going to expand the playoff the Nashville is going to get a dome and the Music City Bowl is going to become like the Outback Bowl. You, you know what I mean? Like there, there's going to be a couple of these games, these kind of that, that have always been on the second team that will soon become the biggest bowl game. So it's almost going to be like the, the, the playoff and then there's maybe a dozen prolific bowl, like Alamo Bowl, right? Like that's kind of a traditional one. Uh, the Holiday Bowl. There's going to be about a dozen other bowl games elsewhere that are that probably will still be a big deal where you'll get some good next teams up, right? Uh, but after that, it is going to be a bunch of – it'll still be this gobbledygook and maybe even worse.
1: Yeah, whatever. Just win more games if you're Kentucky. Just win more games. A texter says, uh, Wide receiver core of and Brown, Dane Key, Anthony Brown, Carmelo English, Shamar Porter – and Liam Cohen's offense, have
2: mercy. Oh, Jesse Katsopoulos texting into the show.
1: We love Jesse Katsopoulos.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, that's uh that's a solid core too. Did you see the numbers that Anthony Brown posted this year? No. It's like twenty one touchdowns, sixteen hundred yards. <laughs> like dude's a baller. Dude's a Sheesh. baller.
1: Yeah, that is that's impressive. My little cousin plays for U of L. I can confidently say I hope he loses every game. I also hope your cousin loses every game, Rosh.
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: A texture says, "Don't really care about Brittany Griner or what she stands for, but to be treated the way that she was over there is disgusting. It's disgusting how folks over here who smoke weed and hide it from police because it's illegal." but say she should stay over there and rot because she has different political belief is by far the most disgusting part of all this. I'm happy she's coming home, and I don't care who we released to get her back. The haters and losers that are so far stuck on one side of the political spectrum that would rather see someone suffer for doing the exact same thing they do themselves, just stupid and more inhumane than anything. Sorry for the rant, just wanted to get it out there. Well, what those people would say is, yeah, but like in, in, in Russia, you know it could be punishable by something just totally outlandish. But the United States deemed her wrongly convicted. Um, I forget their exact phrasing. But like that's a I that's think a- it's wrongly
2: detained or something yeah, is th- th- that's yeah.
1: like a process that the US government has been doing for a long time and they don't do that lightly. Like you know, they, they realize the magnitude of when they say that. They're basically telling another country like, You guys, your all your all system is Wrong, and we're not happy about it. Where most places would be like, We don't give a crap what you think of our system, it's our system. So, anyways, I, and I, I needed to like, I don't know anything about the merchant of death, I don't know anything yeah, about like, and to pretend that I do is probably inaccurate. Maybe it wasn't a very fair trade, but Texter, I kind of agree with your overall sentiment. This woman who was in a slave camp, in a slave camp, like, think of Hopper and Stranger Things, uh, not to spoil it for you, Scoot, Um, that's what she was doing. What? And she was being, like, assaulted. And, uh, you know, racism in Russia, I think, is a, is a thing, um, as it is, sadly, in a lot of parts of the world. She was having a really, really, really tough go. I, not agreeing probably with much of her politics, am also very happy that she is home. She's an American. We're supposed to care about Americans. Um, even if we don't agree with everything they stand for, I'm happy she's home. And did we, get, did we get hosed on the trade? Could this end up meaning bad thing? Like, I'm sure Russia has had other arms dealers, and I, and I doubt, like, um, the world has been more peaceful with this dude in jail. Now, maybe things get worse. Maybe it was a bad trade. And I really feel for the Marine that was left behind. That, that's the talking point a lot of people go to. Around. Yeah. are like, the Mar- we, we, we left the Marine, but we brought Brittany Griner home? The Marine's family said, while they miss him and they want him home, that they were really happy for Brittany Griner and really happy for her family. If they can be that big and have that opinion, then just because you're a Republican doesn't mean you can't also have a mature opinion that a fellow American is no longer in a slave camp. Yes, I want the Marine home too, and they need to do everything they can to try to get him home as soon as they can. But gosh, yeah, all all we ever are going to do moving forward is just does this person agree with our political stance Then I wish bad things happened to them? Do they not agree with, or do they agree with our political stance? Then, then I want the best things in the world for them. It's really embarrassing.
2: And that's the, um, and that's the point that Vinetti made online earlier. Like that was Russia's whole point in doing all this, right? They're, they're just whole MO for the last decade is how can we use information to divide America and weaken them from within that? That's their MO. That's Putin's game plan. And uh, he he's not great at a lot of things, but he he's pretty good at that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like military 101. And it's what China's trying to do. Like, you're you're not going to defeat United States from a military standpoint. But if you have us start eating ourselves from the inside out, then everything gets weaker. Uh, I don't doubt that that's a plan that's going on for a lot of these people or a lot of these countries. But, yeah, it's I mean, an American is home, uh, not in a slave camp anymore. That is good news. Like, that is something to be excited about. Um, I just couldn't imagine if it was somebody you knew or somebody you loved or somebody you cared about. She had a a vape cartridge on her. I don't care if that's the most egregious thing you can do in Russia. It's a vape cartridge. Who cares? Uh, So wild wild stuff, but not really surprising, unfortunately, in the political climate that we're in and have been for a while. Missed a good chunk of the show on Thursday, so I was hoping you guys would go in-depth with your individual thoughts about whether or not you think Will Levis should play in the Music City Bowl. I'll hang up and listen. I like these texts. Because we did go in depth yesterday, Rash. You get it? Ah, I get it. I get it. We getting CJ Blocker
2: or what? Uh, that seems like a very difficult recruitment, but I like I'm not gonna lie, I don't know how Kentucky's getting an official visit from this kid this weekend. He's a four star top three hundred cornerback from New Caney High School, which is in Houston, Texas. Please Kentucky doesn't typically recruit same high school as Zion Childress, the Texas State transfer that got to UK this year. But he's a the son of a former Oklahoma Sooner. Oklahoma offered this week. So oh. Dion, Coach Prime, he just offered. He's oh. trying to get in on it. And TCU, who's in the playoff, oh. has been cranked up on this kid's recruitment for a while. So yeah, I don't even know how Kentucky got an official visit, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. So I'm I'm glad they got one. Uh that would be huge if they could somehow uh get a commitment out of CJ Blocker. Show him the money. A uh, texter says, Roush owned TJ with facts and
1: logic. Bum, bum, bum. Workshopping to take the John Hale cost rod the rushing record. We'll check back in once it's ready. Love it. Please <laughs> let us know when it's ready to roll. We can't wait for that. Uh, I mean, Tex-
2: it, it does stink, though, because, like, I mean, just those four games, he's easily breaking that. 230 yards in four games. I mean, easily yep. breaking that.
1: Oh, no doubt. And I did like I had I wasn't going to tweet about it or anything. It wasn't worth bringing up. But like the people were like, well, it was probably a long shot. He was going to break the record against Iowa anyway. It's like no doy. Yeah. I mean, I think most people realize that. But again, uh, maybe I'm just in the minority of this. Like Chris Rodriguez would have helped UK in its chances of winning the game, even if he hadn't broken the record. Um, but yeah, it was very unlikely he was going to get 230 rushing yards against Iowa's defense. But if he has those four games, Roush, he, he has it probably by like week nine, you know, if if not before them.
2: Yeah, yeah, it um, man, just real bummer, real bummer. But uh, Chris, uh, he 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 meant a lot of things to a lot of different people. For me, he introduced me to Bucky's, and for that, I thank you, Chris. You changed my life for the better. I think he was the best running back
1: that I've ever seen at UK. I do think he was just more talented than Benny. Um, If I had to pick between the two and I had three years of either one, I am picking Rodriguez, I think. Uh, It's tough, though. You can't go wrong with either. And I I feel like when you walk outside and the wind chills below zero and you just feel like you get smacked in the face with the cold, I think we're going to get smacked in the face of the reality of not having one of the best running backs in school history next year. And we'll be like, whoa, this is not nearly as fun not having a reliable – tough runner that can put his head down and just bring the contact to the to the opposing defense instead of vice versa and the Vanderbilt running back will be good it'll be a good it'll be a good addition but we're going off back you know we're going off a six-year stretch roush seven-year stretch of having the best running back in in school history and it's also not like Boom Williams was a slouch even before him he obviously Mm -hmm. not I think in the same conversation as those two guys but he was good too you know he was he was fun big playmaker um and and at times well he wasn't he wasn't the most consistent running back in the world, but he could turn something into, he could turn nothing into something in a blink of an eye.
2: And the thing about Chris too, I know he played uh, an extra year uh, than Benny, but like people forget he was in the doghouse to start Mm -hmm. his career. Back in 2019, he fumbled early on near the goal line and grand just didn't put him in the game until that South Carolina game. Um, and that's when him and Lynn got in late and scored a touchdown with a little Bowdoin bowl and and really got things started for a special second half of the season. Uh fast forward uh, even a year later. And remember all the like just give Chris Rodriguez the ball complaints. Like that as much as Eddie Grand was his passing offense struggled, him not giving the rock to Chris Rodriguez was almost just as bad as a malpractice. So yeah. <laughs> He he was almost he he was almost the school's all time leading rusher in spite of the actions of one of his coaches. Like it's 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 crazy how talented that guy was and, and what he did. Um, it was a little bit different than Benny. he um, was more explosive. Um, he didn't have the same showmanship and kind of star power that Benny brought. Like Benny had that swagger and confidence, but Chris is just a, a different type of animal. Drew had a screenshot from the uh, a screen grab from the Georgia game this year where he's tackled behind the line of scrimmage, and it's just a pile of Georgia bodies, and he gains four yards after that screenshot. It's like, what? It's crazy. Absolute insanity what he was able to do wearing 24 in a Kentucky uniform.
1: A lot of fun watching him. I'm not sure if anybody knows this or not, but I wish he was playing in the bowl game, but it was a, a hell of a ride for Chris Rodriguez. At UK, and he'll go down as one of the one of the goats at his position. We need to long overdue for our last oh, break. Oh wow! Yeah, we we'll,
2: forgot. a com- almost forgot a commercial break. Time
1: flies when we're having fun. We'll come back. We'll get as far down the text line as we can get. Don't go anywhere. It's Kentucky roll call. on big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Taylor.
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
1: College, we always wanted to like have all of our roommates like dating at the same time, or just like go on a date at the same time, and then conveniently all end up at Fizzolis and be like, oh, that's my roommate. And then like, you know, and then have a breadstick competition.
2: Why would you need to have your women Can you just go with your friends and have a breadstick? You competition? think I'm gonna down fifty breadsticks
1: and not have a girl impressed at me? <laughs> Uh, the little breadstick eating competition at Fazoli's. If you're running uh, a potential date to fall in love with you,
2: mm-hmm. if you just take
1: down 10, 15, 20 breadsticks in front of him or her. They're Man. going, they're going to be like, this person means business. This person takes care of their business, and I'm attracted to them. So something to remember if you've got a date going on this weekend. Uh, you can, you know, check out check out Fazoli's for their breadstick eating competition. Man, I
0: ate two of them yesterday. Oh, so good.
1: They are unbelievable. I mean, it's just butter. It's just like straight butter, yeah. Butter, but yes, they are amazing. We talk about on Kentucky roll call with Trevor back in the day, like what appetizer or I don't know if appetizer. What what like complimentary food that a restaurant gives out to you could you eat the most of? And I think Trevor would always say the cheddar cheese biscuits from Red Lobster. I think mm. I default to the breadsticks from Fazoli's. Gosh, they're so good.
2: I would say rolls at Texas Roadhouse. Oh,
1: that's another great call. Yeah, especially with you, the cinnamon butter. Yeah, I would like, say pool. you cinnamon butter guy.
2: Yeah, that stuff yeah. is amazing. Give me the garlic yeah.
0: bread from Cane's all day.
1: Man, that's good too. But I, I still have that below <sighs> the other ones.
2: That's also the 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 Cane's bread is feels more filling than the others. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, like that's a.
1: A better I move mean, at Canes, though, way. is to tell them to keep their coleslaw, because nobody likes coleslaw, and either get extra fries or extra toast.
2: Man, the most old man thing I did was, I think the last time I went to a Canes, I was like, actually, I'll keep the coleslaw. Oh, like, no. What, what is wrong with you, Roush? You're just liking <laughs> stinky foods and eating coleslaw now? Jeez. Oh, I think
1: 70% of coleslaw that's given out to people goes uneaten.
2: It is funny how they just like add it with a bunch of things, and mm-hmm. how often it's just in that tiny little cup, that little yep. styrofoam cup, and it yep. just never gets touched. Now, me, I'm I'm a big coleslaw fan, so I'm like the I'm, I'm usually like, oh, you're not gonna eat that. Let me take that. But it is I. I even as a person who's a fan, I'm I agree with you hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, there's there's a my local watering hole in Linden. They always bring out a little thing of coleslaw with every meal, and it it hardly ever goes eaten by anybody. Like it just, you know, when the waitress comes to pick up the empty plate, that coleslaw is still untouched right there. I Wonder if they just reuse it? I wouldn't blame them if if they did. I do want to tell you about Shady Rays. It's the holiday season. If you're somebody in your life that you don't you don't really know exactly what to get them, get them a nice pair of sunglasses. Nobody says no to that. They'll get used. Uh, Go to ShadyRays.com and don't forget you're going to save money when you use the promo code BIGX at checkout for 25% off Uh, the stuff Shady Rays does. It's a long list and we don't every day go through it, but 30-day money back guarantee. You don't like them. They don't turn out the way that you thought. They don't look good on your ugly face. They're going to give you your money back. No problem. No questions asked. You also buy them and you have them for a year. You have them for two years. Then you step on them. You break them. You lose them or you just want another pair. They do a replacement pair. You pay a small processing fee, and bada-boom, bada-bing, your order sent right back to you like it's brand spanking new. And then, as I mentioned yesterday, every time you buy one sunglass, sunglasses, sun, sunglasses, you're giving 10 meals to Feeding America, helping folks with food insecurity throughout the country. Great cause at Shady Rays, and a great time to be buying in the holiday season. Go to ShadyRays.com and do not forget the promo code. Big X to save twenty five percent off at checkout.
2: I have a brief update because I told you all there was a coup in Peru yesterday. Well, it failed. Suck it, uh, Pedro Castillo. Yeah, you can't just dissolve Congress and get away with it. I did not know that that was going on in Peru. Yeah, yeah, he tried to dissolve the government, and when they tried to impeach him, and they said, "Who do you think you are?" and I don't
1: know a lot about South American politics.
2: Oh it's wild
1: <laughs> but it, it <laughs> seems like you know in the Middle East it's unstable and we're worried about this that or the other. It's good that we don't have to worry about that in South America but sometimes you hear stuff about this and everything going on in Brazil and you're like, I wonder if that's gonna happen like where that just whole region just becomes chaos. Oh
2: if you Haiti right now read up on that that stuff's wild. It's just a country run by gangs yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great at all. I actually took a, I was a poly sci guy. I actually took a South American pol- politics class. I ended up having to drop it because it was way too hard, but, <laughs> oh, it was, it was like, that it was one of those hard. classes where they wanted you to really read the books and like, yeah. uh, it was just, yeah, yeah. It I bet that would be
1: hard. I mean, I'm laughing just cause you said it so quickly that you dropped it, but, but like, I bet that would be a pretty tough class. I, and you were probably just looking for like an elective or something, not that was going to be a totally time consuming.
2: Right, right. And I ended up making it kind of far into the class because um, it was interesting, right? Um, they, they have a lot of, like, communist backgrounds with the guerrilla warfare, with uh, the dude who hooked up with Castro. I I can't think of his name, right? Shea Guevara. Like, so the Pinochet in they, Chile. They, like They hooked up? Yeah, they, they hooked up. Uh, That's hot. But they're, 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 there's just a lot of uh, uh, tumultuous times and various ideologies and... Uh, South America over the last few years, but Peru uh, new new democracy and uh, Castillo tried to in that he tried to like say nope you're out Congress we're going to do an early election and they arrested him and charged him for crimes uh, uh of a rebellion.
1: by uh, heavens! It was Are a you- third
2: impeachment vote he <laughs> that he was trying to get out of, and they were like, no dude, you're not we're not doing this. And so now they have a new president, Dina Bolarte. So good job, Dina. You you you, you put you you lock them up. I'm
1: genuine about this. So as to say, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it at all. But Roush, have you kept up with the Twitter files, part one or part two at all?
2: Uh, from, from distance, uh, Kevin Clancy has done some explaining to me, so that's that's my knowledge of. But it's basically like, oh, we have evidence that Twitter was just. Uh, doing whatever either political party wanted them to do for them during the election season, correct?
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, it was they 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 obliged to a few of the Trump's White House's requests, but it was like ninety five five. It was what everybody thought Twitter was doing. It was what everybody thought they were doing. And Twitter kept saying, no, we're not shadow banning people. What are you talking about? No, we don't control what trends. It's just whatever the people are talking about. And it was all a lie. And and, and they're caught. They're caught. And people need to go to jail about it. You can't shadow ban political people that you don't agree with. Like, you just... That that's what you do in a banana republic. You don't do that in America. It's also, what lost. is shadow
2: ban? Can you explain what that cuz I hear that thrown around a lot, but I don't exactly know what it means. So,
1: like the person so they have a system and this is what broke yesterday. But they could like they could say, "Hey, this person don't if somebody searches for this person
2: on Twitter, don't
1: have them pop up. Like they have to type for, in the exact oh, okay. name like before bury they can,
2: them in the mm-hmm. search results."
1: Or if this person has a bunch of likes, make sure like, it doesn't pop up as an important tweet or a popular tweet so they so basic I mean it's exactly what it kind of sounds like they were banning people to some capacity sometimes just flat out just suspending their accounts without telling why and they would always be like we don't know we think it's a glitch in the system we're no we're not you' your, your likes you're just not trending like other other more important topics are trending not what you're talking about and it all they, they just got caught. Which I wonder why they'd sell it, knowing that, like, you know, Musk would find out all this information. Because people can and hopefully will go to jail for some of this stuff. But I didn't want to I, – I just was wondering if you were keeping up with it at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh pretty nuts. But it's also, like, oh, man, shady things in politics and media. Like, uh, I'm so surprised. Like, oh, yeah, Dan Snyder and the NFL were trying to cover up. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, that – you. Like, oh, uh, uh, you think? Like, of course, the NFL leaked the John Gruden stuff to make Bruce Allen look bad. Like, well,
1: it wasn't the NFL. I mean, well, it was the... Dan or, it was Snodder. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, like, what? That is... That is... Uh, that is hey, Oh, Ross, my goodness. Who do you think leaked the Jerry Jones photo?
2: Oh, it had to be Dan Snyder, right? No
1: doubt. He's coming after yeah. everybody. He said he was going to come after everybody. And I bet there's like hundreds of thousands of Green Bay owners that are really nervous right now, myself included. <laughs> I hope some of that stuff doesn't get out.
2: It's a great setup.
1: He is going after all the owners, though. It is great. He really is. It's crazy. What a little little dweeb.
2: Oh, that guy is such a loser. And I'm glad that some of this is coming to light just to prove, like, oh, this is – Dan Snyder is the biggest piece of crap garbage human ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll be excited when he is no longer an NFL owner. Uh, Not that I give one crap about the Commanders or Washington or – dislike him like him or anything like that but that dude
2: just seems like a bad bad fella and you know that he's getting desperate when he's starting to leak this stuff because they always liked having like it's good to have bad owners around you to kind of prop yourself up so you're like oh well you know i'm sure the i can't think of the dude's name the family that owns the Bengals, like i'm sure they were happy to have the sniders around because even though the Bengals are cheap they're at least not like looked upon as the worst humans ever so like Dan Snyder's made a lot of owners look good over the years. Now it's just like, all right, there's no going back. We got to get rid of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully uh, this says that they're looking to to sell. Well, Let's hope that's the case. Uh, Texter says, "Where are we at?" TJ's totally off on the Levis Bowl take. I wish he'd play too, but makes complete sense for him to sit out. Sorry, no need to apologize. Just an opinion. Yeah. A texture
2: says, stuff?" TVJ and Walker.
1: Don't don't do it. You'd have to get out a, uh, yeah, a, a meat locker.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I'm fitting in your normal standard size. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm that good of a bully. Don't you worry, buddy. Uh, no worries on Morgan Wallen. Scoots, his cousin, Roush's former ex boss, already absolved him of all of his sins. All good.
1: Oh, Roush Scoots, you played Morgan Wallen?
0: Uh, I did not this week, but that was number. He just said he would. I, I'm uh, gonna play anybody oh. I want to play.
1: Uh, it was really funny when we brought Rutherford on and he hates Morgan Wallen. So what? naturally we brought him on to Morgan Wallen.
0: How can you hate Morgan Wallen? You must hate music.
1: Maybe, Maybe you just don't like some of the things he said in his past.
2: I guess. I'm also just not a big fan of his music either.
1: I think his music's good for country music. Uh, is he really cousins with, with Matt?
2: Yeah, it's a little bit more distant than the like their grand... Their mothers were first cousins, wow, so that's yeah. pretty cool. So that makes he's him like he's like third a superstar. or something,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, why does the sheriff hate Brom? I so I think he doesn't like and he's gonna act like he's his biggest fan. I don't think he likes him because he's not in like the Catholic school media group, so he's on the outs. Oh, yeah, think, that's true. I don't think he and, wanted like, Brom to come back because he like he was sad he's left right hand man. And now, like, there's probably 10 media members before you get down to the old deputy doofus.
2: Oh, dude, du- deputy doofus is, might even be behind me, who's behind like 10 other people, and I'm family. <laughs> like, because, like, you got to think about it. Bozich and Crawford and 40 have been yeah. writing about them since they were in high school. Like, Good, great point. They're, they're, yeah, they have good relationships with one another. I think Diener did Diener go to school with them at the same time, or is he older?
1: Well, Diener or, went to St. X, but they could have been maybe in at the same time. Why
2: did I think Diener was a Trinity guy? But either way, like, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I think not having as easy access is probably plays a role in there. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I could be mistaken about that with Diener, but I, I'm pretty sure he was. But anyways, another text around the Thornton's text line says, TJ sounds like a selfish, grumpy old man talking about Will in the bowl game. This college football now. This is college football now. Sorry, pal. College kids care about their future. Oh, yes, Will Levis, the only college kid that cares about his future. <laughs> and again, I'm not, not grumpy at all or selfish. I have an opinion on it. I have a radio show, and I'm certainly going to share that opinion on said radio show. But God forbid... The average fan who spends hundreds of dollars and hours upon hours and hours of their time to dedicate to a team, God forbid they want to see some of their favorite players play in football games. I know it's such a wild take to hear that for some people, uh, but yeah, that's that's a thing people do. They like to enjoy watching their favorite players play for their favorite teams in big games. So uh, I know it's a wild take, probably hard for you to comprehend, but some people do feel that way, believe it or not. Thank you, Roush, for Speaking common sense into him, I inflated like the balloon with that common sense you you, you put into me.
2: TJ flipped the whole argument around and blamed him for being the bad guy. Uh, definitely yeah. didn't rile him up on purpose, is another texture. Uh, one more says, I actually think Levis is doing the program a solid by not playing. Hopefully, we can see Wade play quarterback. See, what we've got there. If Levis was actually a good college quarterback, he wouldn't have to worry about sitting out because we would beat Ole Miss and Vaney and we'd be playing in a great ball game. See, Man, he, I, I, I don't, kind of a roast there of Levis. But I I do think he makes a good point that like this is a this is a good trial by fire for Destin Wade like that I think he kind of needs.
1: See, I, I agree. Like I, I I don't know if I agree with the whole text, but like what a what a novel concept, like a, a different train of thought that I hadn't thought about, and it's a good point. Like it is a good point. They're, not that you can't maybe find a bright spot with this stuff. This texture goes out there and does it. A texture uh,
2: says. I wanted to mention one more thing that happened yesterday. Uh, did you hear that the Louisville Gardens is getting a makeover?
1: I did. They're going to turn it into like a film and music studio because people yeah. have been making a lot of movies in Kentucky because it's a cheap place to make movies. I think this is a good idea. A, a little innovation in this town, I think, is a good thing.
2: It's going to be a sound stage. Love the Louisville Gardens. It's a, uh, I mean, they built it in 1905, very old. Kentucky Colonel. No, they played Freedom Hall with Kentucky Colonels. But either way, um, I, I got to play some games there when I was younger and it's it's awesome, but it's been sitting collecting dust and just used for storage for ten years. So I think it's a cool move. If they're not gonna make it a public venue for like sporting event, then yes, do this. This is this is a, a solid idea. Pretty cool to see do the something with get, it. Yeah, get some new I, life. Yeah
1: I, yeah. I agree. Scooch draws the line somewhere between killing two people and six million people.
2: Hitler killed
0: six million people.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Boy. Shoot. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. Maybe even more if you count just the war in general. Definitely uh, not playing his it, music. Yeah, uh, OJ did kill two. So uh, people forget he also killed the the Mister, the mist the miss, Yeah, no, miss, I mean he's he's Mister Ron. Yeah. Not a good situation. Name? Yeah, I
1: don't don't remember. I do want to reiterate, I'm not for sending back a terrorist for a basketball player is fair or whatever. And I actually think that our regime is completely and utterly destroying our country from within. But that text was about all was all about getting back one of our own on such an abysmal charge in the first place. So that was the one that sent in the long text. Again, yeah, like I, I, I well, whatever. We've spent enough yeah. time on it. Brad from Bellbrook here. I'm so damn annoyed at some of our fans. No, we read that one.
0: Wait, oh, I re- Brad,
1: we told you we were going to get back to it. I resent
0: it. He resent yep. it, so I resent it.
2: Uh, Rash,
1: not sure if you attended the grade school or not, but today I accepted a full-time position with St. Nicholas to be their school wow. counselor. Back in my day at St. Margaret Mary Mustangs, we went toe-to-toe with them in basketball, and it was a good time. And pretty sure St. Nicholas was a big-time feeder into the sales, from what I remember.
2: I did not attend St. Nick, but uh, one of my closest friends did, and uh, we used to beat them up all the time in basketball. But Congratulations well, on, on the new gig.
1: Very, very awesome getting uh, getting that. So I hope it's, uh, it's everything you imagined it to be. Um, Catholic grade school system. I'm a fan of it. All right, let's make predictions for UK and Yale. I will go Cats, 72, Yale, 58.
2: I'll say Kentucky, uh, 77, Yale, uh, 63.
1: Okay, and I'll also take MVP, Cason Wallace. He's going to be a defensive menace.
2: Uh, and it, for me, uh, Jacob Toppin gets aggressive in the first half. This is the, this is what we're talking about. It's not second half Jacob anymore. It's first half, full game Jacob Toppin.
0: Scoots? Cats win 85-60. You all are fools for leaving me, Oscar. I'll take Oscar.
2: Uh, he's been banged up, though. I don't care. He's, he he's only he's at up. 85%. He is. He is uh, Also, on top of that,
1: go Army, beat Navy. Enjoy that game this weekend. Yeah. Thanks, everybody that serves. Great football game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Pageantry love is amazing. It. I'd love to be in person for that. Have a good weekend. Thank you for all the text into the uh, the show this week. It was a lot of fun. We'll be back Monday with a lot more to talk about. Have a good weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Three extra credit. TJ Walker. Oh